You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 162. When we are grateful, we are less likely to compare ourselves to others. We're more grateful for what we have in life and do not feel the need to compare ourselves and keep coming up as less than or more than. We, in fact, can just be grateful for what we have and for what other people offer us as well. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. This is our Thanksgiving Day episode. And while I know that the subject of gratitude is one of those that can feel maybe overdone this time of the year, like, oh, how uninspiring, Meg. Everybody talks about gratitude. That's too conventional to bring up this time of the year. But the truth is, while I'm the first one to admit that gratitude is not something to only focus on this time of the year, it is an incredible superpower that I believe can never receive enough of our attention and our focus. It's something that is immediately available to all of us. And sometimes a friendly reminder of the impact and the power that gratitude can bring is well worth a listen again and again. I will say that every time I prepare a presentation about gratitude, it reminds me again of the power, the influence, the thing that's right within our grasp that I don't know that we always take advantage of. So at this time of the year, we can be filled with joy. We can also be filled with stress for ourselves, for what's going on with others around us. So when we can remember to leverage the benefits of gratitude, it makes the time that we spend with friends, with family, with colleagues, perhaps through volunteer activities and different ways to reach out to people perhaps in more need than ourselves. It can bring us into a different perspective for the year and close out our year in a way that sets us up to move into the new year with a grateful, thankful perspective. So what I wanted to do in, yes, revisiting gratitude, but visiting in such a way that let us think about what is gratitude really? And what does science tell us about the benefits of that? And then how can we employ strategies that help us keep gratitude as part of our daily routine. And ultimately, we benefit from that, and each and every person we touch in our lives benefits from that as well. So when we think about, okay, we hear about gratitude, 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 but what is gratitude really? 
According to Robert Emmons, who is the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude, many people say, you know, he is the gratitude man. He talks about gratitude being in two components, that it is an affirmation of goodness, that we affirm that there are really good things in the world and that we benefit from those and they help us achieve goodness in our lives. The second component is that we recognize those sources of those good, of that goodness outside of ourselves. That we acknowledge other people, that we acknowledge our higher power, that we acknowledge those things that help us achieve goodness in our lives. I think sometimes there is so much negativity and there can be so much division that it can shift our focus away from things that we can be grateful for to all the things that are overwhelming us. The thing about thankfulness is that it's a relationship strengthening skill, and it is essential to pro-social behavior. And how appropriate for us to focus on that as coaching is so relationship-based and certainly when we are in a place of being pro-social in our aspect, it's going to build our relationships with clients and with others. So not that we're manipulating thankfulness to build our business, but in fact, this is all about being genuine and authentic in our gratitude towards those things in life that make it that much sweeter, that much kinder, that much more engaging. Now, science, as we know, has just grown leaps and bounds. In the last couple of decades, it has made a significant advancement in the ability to measure the impact of gratitude on our brains, on our mental health, on our overall well-being. The truth is the practice of being more intentionally mindful and thankful for those things that are meaningful to us is scientifically proven to help us be healthier and, well, healthier in our minds and in our bodies and in our souls. So here's just a few known benefits for practicing gratitude. A National Institutes of Health study found that when you feel grateful and express thankfulness or kindness to others, the brain is flooded with dopamine. And that gives us a natural high, a counter to things like depression and anxiety. And they help us stay more balanced in our overall well-being. Now, UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center found that regularly expressing gratitude actually changes the molecular structure of our brain. It keeps our gray matter functioning and overall makes us healthier and happier. Now, some things we know to be true is that gratitude builds relationships. It helps us create new opportunities for relationships by looking at the aspects of what we can be thankful for that other people who come across our path, who we engage with, what can we be thankful for that they're bringing into our lives? And how does that thankfulness then build relationships when we can show that genuine, authentic gratitude and connection 
those meaningful relationships are far more likely to be developed. Now, as I mentioned earlier, gratitude is scientifically proven to improve our physical and mental health. Numerous studies show that grateful people experience fewer aches and pains. When we think about that lens that we're looking through when we engage in life and when we're thankful for life and the gifts that it brings us, then we're more likely to take those gifts seriously. And grateful people are more likely to exercise and to have regular checkups with their doctors, which ultimately help them to feel better and increase their life longevity. And it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We do that, we feel better, we're more grateful, and it, and on and on it goes. Repeated studies link gratitude and well-being to our overall happiness and a reduction in depression and anxiety. I was reading an article in Greater Good magazine that talked about how gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. So the study that it was talking about was that the participants in the study wrote letters of gratitude to others and their better mental health was evidenced in theory because it shifted their attention away from toxic emotions such as envy, frustration, regret, resentment, and shifted into more of the positive emotion in those gratefulness letters. So the theory was when you write about how grateful you are to others and how much other people have blessed you in your life, it would become considerably harder to ruminate on negative emotions. So when we operate from that place of gratefulness, another benefit is that we build resiliency. We build those bounce back muscles and we recover better from trauma. All of these studies showing increased mental health well-being and physical well-being. Now, Many of you know that I was a therapist for years and years, and I will tell you that the clients that I had that were unable to sleep at night had a harder time bouncing back, had a harder time being grateful. So not sleeping well is a is an issue that keeps us from recovery. Well, studies show that If we want to sleep better at night, we want to incorporate more practices of gratitude into our days, perhaps even as a daily practice as you wind down your day. And we're going to talk about some practices that you can incorporate daily in your lives. And certainly several of those are things that you could do as you're winding down your day. Now, a 2012 study from the University of Kentucky showed that participants that rank higher on gratitude scales are less likely to seek revenge or retaliate against others. So ultimately, there was more empathy and sensitivity to others by those people that were higher on gratitude scales. If you think about it, when we're less resentful, We're also less likely to compare ourselves to others, which will impact our self-esteem. When we are consistently comparing ourselves to others, it can impact our self-esteem and 
help us, you know, we diminish our own accomplishments because there's always going to be people who are doing things better than we are. And there's going to be those people who don't do things as well as we do. That's kind of what life is. But what has been shown is that when we are grateful, we are less likely to compare ourselves to others. We're more grateful for what we have in life and do not feel the need to compare ourselves and keep coming up as less than or more than. We, in fact, can just be grateful for what we have and for what other people offer us as well. So, so many positive attributes of gratitude, physical well-being, mental health well-being, empathy, esteem, able to sleep better. So many positives come from practices of gratitude. You know, and the thing is, is that gratitude does not take special training or certification to be able to practice gratitude in your daily life. It is actually a superpower that is available to every single one of us. And it's one that shares its benefits with both the giver and the receiver of gratitude. So let's talk about some ideas for incorporating gratitude practices into your daily life. I'm sure some of these are familiar to you. Maybe all of them are familiar to you. However, I'm going to challenge you to think about your day. Think about the practices that you are employing with gratitude and determine whether they need to be fine-tuned or whether you can revisit those practices and say, am I really employing gratitude practices in the way that I want to in my daily life? If so, good on you and keep it up. And I think for myself, I can certainly say that I can always incorporate even more. I think the first practice that I'm going to talk about is one that many of us are very, very familiar with, and that's keeping a daily gratitude journal. Now, I will tell you that consistently I have seen with the people that I've worked with and with myself over the past 30 plus years, I've worked with people either as a therapist or as a coach. When we can work together to shift perspective from looking at what's not working to what is working. For example, if I was a therapist for a couple, a married couple, and they had gotten into the practice of only seeing what the other person did to irritate them or to frustrate them. When we tell our brain that that's what we're looking for, then we can find lots and lots of examples of what is bothering us. Well, we can do the exact same thing in shifting focus and saying to our minds, I want to zero in on and focus on things that I'm grateful for. So I would encourage you at least once a day, and even better, as a way to start your day and to end your day, commit to listing three things that you're grateful for at least once a day and potentially three things in the morning and three things in the evening. What that ultimately does is it really does shift that perspective. Our brains will begin to fall into that practice of looking for things that we can journal about. If we are committed to journaling in the morning and in the evening, our brain will become accustomed to looking for the things during the day that we want to be able to journal about. Those things that we are grateful for, 
whether it is something as simple as our spouse putting the toothpaste cap back on at the at, after he or she used the toothpaste to something much bigger. However, when we look for the things that we can honestly say that we're grateful for, it begins to shift our lens, shift our perspective to that. So keeping a daily gratitude journal would be the first practice that I would recommend you consider in building daily gratitude practices into your day. Another thing that science shows us is that when we pay it forward or make charitable donations, it actually impacts our brain. There is a neural connection between gratitude and giving that is both literally and figuratively connected deeply in our brain. According to an article by neuroscientist Christina Carnes, there is a deep region in the frontal lobe of the brain called the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, and it provides a kick of pleasurable neurochemicals in the right circumstances. Well, with all that science can tell us now, and through MRIs and different scientific studies, it shows that that region of the brain, the vetromedial prefrontal cortex, assigns more value and therefore kicks in more pleasurable chemicals to charitable donations and altruistic giving than when we receive So think about that. Our brain kicks in more pleasurable chemicals when we are giving than when we are receiving. So I think about, I was just recently invited by a friend of mine to be a part of one of those Christmas gift exchanges. And I will tell you that I got more pleasure out of going online and finding a gift that I could send to a complete stranger and kind of imagining what it would be like for her to get the gift in the mail and open it up and hoping that she liked it and just kind of how fun it was to send somebody I didn't even know a gift. That was the whole pleasure of the whole experience for me. Whether I get a gift or not doesn't really even matter to me. It was so much fun to buy something for somebody else. And think about the different things that you can do that might create that kind of giving for you. I mean, I think about the Christmas baskets that I make for the elderly during Christmas season, or, you know, what does volunteering at a soup kitchen or at a food pantry or at any number delivering something to people in need. There's the, this time of the year certainly gives us the opportunity, I think even more than any other time of the year, to easily find those kinds of volunteer activities, the angel trees in the mall, the different kinds of things that yes, there's need throughout the year, but I will say that this time of the year, the need is sort of brought to the forefront and made that much easier for us to access it. Not to say that it doesn't make perfect sense to do things like this all year long, and I certainly hope that we all do. So the second daily practice for gratitude would be to pay it forward or to make charitable donations or do volunteer work. The third practice that I would encourage you to do is tell others that you appreciate them. 
I am continually amazed at how surprised people are in stores or in, you know, drive-through lanes or in wherever I engage with other people. And I'm grateful for what they do. They're so often surprised that I am taking the time to thank them. I think that when we let people know that we appreciate their service, the impact they're making on us, the contribution, their attention to our needs, whether it's a waiter, a salesperson, our post office people, whoever that is, they're not only benefiting from that, but you're benefiting from that by getting into the practice of letting people know that you appreciate them. So I would encourage you to think about who has been impactful to your to your daily routine? Who has helped you in your learning, your growth, your business? How have you let them know that you appreciate them? Begin to think about how can I train myself to be continually appreciative? Now, I know in many ways I'm preaching to the choir here because we are service professionals. We are engaged in relationship building all the time. Yet we can also role model this for the people around us. Now, holidays are a time of the year that we tend to be with our friends and our family. So being intentional about our practice of expression of gratitude to everybody in our lives and those people that are important to us, this is a great time to practice and then continue it through the whole year. Number four. Let's write letters of appreciation. I think writing letters is a bit of a lost art. And yet when you receive an actual letter from someone, a note of appreciation, something that, and not necessarily just because somebody has given you something, but maybe they have impacted you by a piece of advice that they've given you or time that they took to explain something. Maybe sending a letter of appreciation can be a whole different way to show gratitude that maybe got put to the wayside and is nice to pull out again. Now, I mentioned that study earlier about participants who wrote letters of appreciation. What was interesting about that study is that it also showed that even if a letter of appreciation was written and not sent, the person who wrote the letter still received benefits from that gratitude practice. However, when we share gratitude, studies show that it's that much more impactful. So yes, even by going through the practice of writing out a letter and focusing on those positives brings benefit. And if we do share appreciation, that benefit goes that much deeper. Now, one of the other things that the studies show is that these practices of gratitude have a cumulative effect. They might not be like flipping on a switch. However, when we are consistent in our gratitude practices, the cumulative effect is long-lasting and builds upon itself. Now, We've talked about the daily practices of keeping a gratitude journal, paying it forward, or making charitable contributions. I can't speak. Telling others that you appreciate them, writing letters of appreciation. Another gratitude practice that you might incorporate in your life is to do have something a daily trigger that helps you remember to express gratitude. So whether that is 
Every morning when my feet hit the floor out of the bed, I take a moment to be grateful for something, whether it's having a daily alarm that goes off on your phone, maybe even several times a day that remind us to take a moment to reflect upon something that we're grateful for. The more that we experience, maybe it is while you are cooking dinner or driving to work, that maybe each time you pass a certain road on your drive to work, it's your trigger to take a moment to reflect upon something that you're grateful for. When we are grateful for either something that we've accomplished or something about our own character or something about that life has an opportunity that life has given us, it continues to build and build upon the lens that we look through life. It impacts the way that we view life. Which brings me to our sixth daily practice. Repeated studies show that the practice of gratitude is very much intertwined with the practice of mindfulness and of being kind or practicing kindness towards people. So when we are practicing gratitude, we need to be present. We need to be aware of the fact it needs to be something that's intentional. And if we're always thinking about what's coming next or what we haven't done, or if we're not in the moment, then we're not going to be grateful in the moment. So Mindfulness practice helps us center, helps us stay aware. And maybe if you're in a place of doing some mindfulness practice sometime during the day, you can build gratitude into that. So sitting, focusing on your breathing, maybe doing some guided meditation mindfulness and building some gratitude practice into that. Ironically, the more grateful we become, the more present we become, the more mindful we become. So they all work together very, very well. And the last thing I'm going to say about a daily practice is something that works very well in with the practice that we do in coaching in releasing judgment, letting go of judgment. When we come from a place of judgment, we're basically looking at what we believe needs to be there. We're not grateful for what's there. We're, it's a place of usually a place of lack, a lack of absence, a lack of what we think needs to be X, Y, and Z. And we're not coming from a place of wonder, curiosity, or gratitude. So when we find that we're in a place of judgment, of feeling like this should be this way. We've got all of our shoulds and our woulds and our musts. What do we have to do to release that? And maybe it's as easy as becoming aware of it and saying, I'm going to release the judgment. What within the situation can I be grateful for instead? When we are in a place of gratitude, judgment really doesn't have a place there at all. So I'm going to remind us of our seven practices that we could potentially do in bringing more gratitude into our lives, keeping a gratitude journal, paying it forward or making donations, telling others that we appreciate them, writing letters of appreciation, doing something, a daily trigger to remind us to reflect on gratefulness building more mindfulness practices into our life, and 
letting go of judgment. So let me ask you, what are you thankful for today? And how can you express that gratitude? I will let you know that I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're here and we're walking this path together today. I would love to hear about your gratitude practices because I just gave an example of some. I would love to know what you do for gratitude practice or whether you're committing to maybe implementing something that we talked about today. Let's have a conversation on the Star Coaches page at Facebook. So that's Facebook and Star Coaches. I want you to know I'm also really grateful for the amazing guests that come on the show and share their expertise. I encourage you to come next week when we're joined by Dr. Bradley Davidson. He's going to discuss with us the power of life purpose and how coaching can help discern life purpose for our clients. So excited to introduce you to Bradley. He's absolutely amazing. I'm just super excited about that. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for being a part of the Star Coach Show. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.